It is, it's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. I cruise along always searching for songs, not a lawyer, a thief, or a banker. Welcome once again to our Casino Combat Podcast. This is episode number 59. Never forget, we spell combat with a K, and we do that for fiduciary reasons. Perhaps sometimes a crook, never a thief, certainly not a lawyer. But let's get the lawyer stuff out of the way so we can get this episode started and and on its way. Non-binary persons, ladies and gentlemen, riders on the storm. Only gamble with money you can afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your local problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that information for you. We will make it available to you. Everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in facts. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty minor items unrelated outcomes may be omitted for the purposes of brevity and clarity this is episode 59 as i said i am your never so humble host trg if this is your next time listening thanks for coming back if this is your first time listening thanks for trying this out our podcast is about being good at the game of casino gambling winning money most months or second choice losing a little money and having a bunch of fun and getting a ton of free stuff so that the, the small loss doesn't really matter in comparison to everything you got Each episode, I share what I've learned about being good at casino gambling over the last uh, more than three uh, decades, actually, and what I know about living a casino lifestyle. And I throw in some stories about my casino adventures and the results of the gambling I did the past week. And I feel that last part's really important, because if you don't hear how I did each week, how do you know if my advice is any good? How, how do you know if I know how to do this if I don't give you an honest look at the gambling I did? If I just sit here and talk about gambling and I don't do any gambling, well, then maybe what I'm telling you isn't that useful. So that's why we do that part every week. We always have a plan for the episode, and I usually follow most of the plan for the episode, and then there are times when I don't. But usually we try to stay on plan. And I'm going to give you this episode's plan, and it's kind of an unorthodox one. I'm going to do that in just a minute. However, I received an email this week with an accusation and an observation, and I want to tell you, this is an observation that I do not take seriously. I am not concerned about it, and I do that, say that, and mean that, because I'm sure it really wasn't intended to be a serious comment, so I'm not going to tell you I take this accusation very seriously. I don't. But I do love that this continues to be and become a group effort, a squad effort, something that we're doing together, even though we're often doing it separately. So I want to respect the effort, creativity, and thought that went into this email. Since it isn't a question, and since it relates to something that I've been talking about during this part of the podcast for several episodes, I'm not going to do a whole segment about this, but I am going to respond and adjust. So Steve took the time to send me this note, and he says, TRG, I enjoy the podcast. It's something I listen to while I get ready to leave in the morning. I do really like hearing about what is happening with the other people involved with the podcast, but I think you're putting yourself in a box describing it as the Casino Combat Universe. Is our squad really big enough for a universe? Are we ready to compete with Marvel? As I said, really like the podcast, no disrespect intended. Uh, So I did send Steve a note, but uh, I wanted to cover things here. Hey Steve, thanks for the note. I don't feel disrespected at all. I actually feel really humbled that you took the time to listen and then the time to write. I do understand your point. So, group effort, here we go. Just for you, as requested, I want to share with everybody what has been going on in the Casino Combat Galaxy. We'll tone it down a little bit. We'll be the Casino Combat Galaxy at Steve's request. 
I have a few things to share with you from Inner Circle member, East Coast Emissary, fourth to the ring. First up, he took the time to put together a great flow chart, or you might call it a decision tree, for using TRG Wagering System 1. Uh, that's for uh, table games, obviously. Our internal casino combat team has reprogrammed and updated Fred, the podcast email bot. She is now capable of responding to emails sent to me with the two words, send chart, in the subject line. Put those two words in the subject line, send chart. Send the email to me, trg at casinocombat.com, and you will get a speedy reply, 24-7, 365. Fred is always at work, and she will send you a link to download a copy of ECE's generous contribution to our ongoing search for excellence of execution in all aspects of casino gambling. Thank you again, ECE. I'm sure it took some time and effort to put together that great tool for everyone to share. While I'm on the topic, while I'm talking about Fred, Fred is so smart that she can send a copy of well, so you can send you a link to download a copy, I should say it that way, of an ebook I wrote about a crazy slot machine strategy that shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be. I know. Don't don't at me and tell me that it couldn't be a thing. I know it shouldn't be a thing, but it keeps working most months. Uh, at least uh, 13 months into the podcast, it's working. I was testing it before I started the podcast. Maybe we will find out it doesn't work at some point. Maybe at some point this will seem like a stupid thing to have Fred doing, but... That's where we're at. Stick around, I guess. Stick with the podcast. If it fails, I'll tell you. So future uh, future content, potentially, where TRG has to explain he was wrong this whole time. Could happen. Anyway, put the two words, slot tactics, in the subject of an email to me, and Fred will send that link as well. You can also use the two words, get wisdom, and the email Fred sends you will include a link to download a complete list of Casino Combat Casino Wisdoms, along with the first episode where they were discussed. Keeper of Wisdoms put that together for us. Casino Wisdoms are short but important descriptions of casino lessons from the gambling journey of TRG, Gabriel, The Walking Wikipedia, Keeper of Wisdoms, and many others. We'll have a couple to illustrate today so you'll understand the idea of what a casino wisdom is if you're new to the podcast. Back to East Coast Emissary. In addition to sending the wagering system material to me by email recently, he sent me a text last week to say that as a result of using casino combat techniques and wisdoms, he had his biggest win ever playing blackjack, which is excellent. That is just so great. I always enjoy hearing that things work well for listeners and for Inner Circle members. In addition to having a big win, ECE also let me know that after listening to episode 57 and the discussion of using a zero exit from a table game once in a while, he observed a player with his own unique and different zero exit strategy. As always, this is me paraphrasing his text. Any errors or omissions are completely my fault. But here we go. The other person that EC was playing with was great at basic strategy. But when he decided to leave the, the table, he made one final bet with all his chips. He went all in. He was dealt a 14 against a dealer's 9. He hit, took a card, and drew an 8, busting his hand and leaving the game. He lost about $500 and left with 0. A new 0 exit has been discovered one that I would probably not advise you to use. I always appreciate hearing anecdotes like this. I always feel like they unpack in interesting and informative ways. Hopefully you'll indulge me as I look at this from a casino combat point of view. I'm going to assume that this was the last money this player was willing to, or at least intended, to gamble. I rarely see moves like this from people with plenty of money in their pocket and time on their hands. So for me, the problem with this all-in move at a blackjack table 
is that you may be placed into a situation where your best chances of winning the hand involve putting additional money on the table. There are doubles, there are splits. Those are your best chance to win that hand. And if you're all in, or all in with the money you're willing and able to gamble that day, you've kind of got a problem. In theory, the unicorn at the end of the rainbow for blackjack players, the one I've never seen, is to have one hand turned into four hands with each hand doubled. As I said, I've never seen one of those. I've seen one hand with turned into four hands with three doubled. I saw that once. I've played multiple three or four hand splits with two doubles. That happens fairly often, maybe as often as, as once a month, I guess. All right, sorry, I went a little bit sideways there with that thought process, I guess. The point is that from a casino combat point of view, we want to try to never make a bet on a blackjack table that we are not financially prepared to properly play out, according to basic strategy. Each blackjack hand that we don't or can't play correctly increases the house's advantage versus us over time. So hopefully this player had another 3500 in cash available to play this out if he had received different cards. And I suspect that he did not. Just a hunch. I have no way of knowing. The other thing that I always try to do is leave the table with some chips. And that's something that he wasn't obviously trying to do. I rarely go all in with my play stack. If it gets down to just a few chips, winning or losing, I'm off the table and taking a break. That's my indication that it's time to leave. So even if I just lose, 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 I'm not making that next bet. I, I want to leave with some chips. For me, this does a few things. It keeps my losses low. And yes, I suppose I also miss some amazing comebacks once in a while, but I'd rather walk away with something than with nothing. This is also a bankroll protection technique. You can walk away with small losses from several tables and realize that you only really lost one buy-in total by leaving three tables with chips each time. Final thought on this scenario. This may have been this player's zero exit in another way. He may have come in with $500 intending to either win or lose $500. Perhaps since he was running out of time or patience or getting tired or getting hungry and hadn't won or lost much of anything, he decided he would accomplish one or the other of his goals, win or lose 500 in one hand and be done for the day or for the morning or for the afternoon or for whatever. So good stuff, ECE. Thanks for the anecdote to jump off from. Always appreciate those. A couple of other items from the Casino Combat uh, Galaxy. Casino Combat Galaxy. I caught myself. Guardian and the Jet have not checked in yet, but I did receive an email from a listener in Australia. I commented a number of episodes back that uh, had a big bump in Australia. Uh, all of it kind of congregated in one part of the, of the country. 1% of our squad listens in Australia, and this listener makes up half of that 1% of listens based on demographics I shared with him that he was able to look at and concern. For Aussie Alba... Our Casino Combat podcast is something to listen to in the car. A-Squared did submit an unfortunately unsuccessful application to become a member of the Inner Circle. But truth be told, it's damn impressive to me that someone on the other side of the world got as close to being right as he did. He took a swing and a miss for strike one, but it was a damn near miss. It was almost a foul tip. I really, I'm really, really hoping he figures out which casino is my home casino, Casino 2, so I can share with him how ironic his answer was. He started to tell me about how slot machines operate in Australia, and it's very different from what I'm used to seeing. So this is an opportunity for me to learn more and educate myself on other ways other places outside the United States provide gambling, and I'm looking forward to getting that education. 
All right, good stuff from the Casino Combat Galaxy, as always. As far as the plan for this episode goes, it's going to be a bit strange. Apologies in advance if Casino Wisdom segments are your least favorite part of the podcast. I've really got to do two of those this week. Two very different ones, two very different ways of looking at things. I've been working with Keeper of Wisdom on something he requested when he joined the Inner Circle. He took the time to sort out a variety of my mistakes and created an excellent chart that shows every wisdom and every episode where it was introduced. And I started one, but I realized I made mistakes. He realized the same thing and sorted it out before I had time to get to it, and I really appreciate that. As part of that process, he asked me to save Casino Wisdom number 82 for him in honor of his service in the 82nd Airborne Division of the United States Army. And we agreed that we would figure out a wisdom that made sense in that context and and put it in when the time was right. So when he asked, of course, I reserved number 82, put a little thing in the chart he made saying what we were holding it for. After looking for something appropriate to put in that spot, we talked about a couple of ideas and he suggested something great, something true to what I'm trying to accomplish here. And I waited until it matched up with events in my play. I, I didn't want to announce it if it wasn't actually going to apply in casino situations, if it actually wasn't going to help me accomplish something. So I waited until something happened where I remembered what he wrote, and I acted on it, and it helped me accomplish something in the casino. And I'm going to share that new casino with wisdom with you in this episode. That event happened last week. This wisdom helped me out. Casino Wisdom number 82, as created by Keeper of Wisdom, third to the ring, and Casino Combat tested and verified, and I'm going to introduce it today. I'm also going to do a travel segment for you as a bit of a break from teaching and the philosophy of being good at casino gambling. Part of the start of last week was a continuation of our time at the Caesars Entertainment property, five and a half hours south and west of our home. And I did a bit of local gambling when we got back, so we'll run down all of that, and that probably should go fairly quickly. Then I want to circle back to another casino wisdom that I've been using a great deal. Been using it a lot lately, I think in some interesting ways, ways I haven't necessarily talked about in the past. And so I wanted to talk this week about casino wisdom number 63. Always plan around your promotions. And so you show you some nuances of that. Maybe something I'm doing is something that would help you out as well. Or maybe you'll notice something I missed and you can let me know that. And we will finish up, as we always do, in the virtual VIP lounge with a story and some either real or virtual sips, depending on where you're at in your day. My not gambling life has been busy lately, in good ways, but but busy, and I'm going to be ready for a double round of crown when we get to the virtual VIP lounge. I assure you, that's the direction I'm headed today. All right, there we go. Let's get started and do the first of two moments of casino wisdom that we're going to enjoy this episode. Since we are having a very Casino Wisdom-focused episode today, let me remind you that Casino Wisdoms are based on knowledge of how casinos work or experiences with casinos that lead to an action that we need to remember and apply when certain situations or events occur as part of living our casino lifestyle. The new Casino Wisdom that I wanted to share with you is, as I said earlier, Casino Wisdom number 82. And it goes like this. No matter what happens... You can't wish yourself out of something. Trust your preparation and finish the hand or the machine according to your casino combat battle plan. 
The knowledge or experience part of this is that I know from experience and observation that it's easy to get to a point in gambling where you feel like things are not working out, not going the way you thought they would go, and it's, it's tempting to bail out, to not trust your preparation, to not trust your plan, to not finish your plan, to just kind of wish it wasn't happening and give up. The action here is to suppress that instinct and rely on and trust in that planning and preparation. I'm going to provide some illustrations in a moment, including one from my gambling last week, but I wanted to share Keeper of Wisdom's own original words on this casino wisdom first. As we were discussing what an appropriate wisdom would be to go with the number 82 and the reason we were using it, he offered this anecdote and suggestion, and he wrote this. I remember before my second deployment to Afghanistan, one of my soldiers asked what it was like. One of the things I told him was that whatever situations we find ourselves in, we cannot wish ourselves out. We have to work through it. We have to trust our training and preparation to make the correct responses to resolve the situation. Those are his words. To be clear, I'm not comparing what I do, what we do in casinos, to being deployed into a war zone anywhere. That is not a comparison I'm making. It's not a comparison I would ever make. What I am doing is I'm relying on Keeper of Wisdom's experience with war as a war fighter and trusting his comparison based on his experiences. I also mentioned earlier that after he and I discussed using this, I waited for it to be useful to me in a casino setting before officially adding it to the list. In my mind, right off the bat, there are easy comparisons in blackjack where this applies. Not splitting cards that should be split or doubling a hand that should be doubled from a fear of losing too much. Or not hitting a hard 16 against a 10 because all day, every time you did that basic strategy thing, that thing that basic strategy tells us to do, you lost the hand. And so now you don't trust your training and now you don't trust basic strategy, even if you know deep down the math is right. Those are very easy comparisons for me to make, and for some of you, those may be situations where you need to apply this wisdom. But personally, I got past all those issues a long time ago, so I was looking for something else. Let me share with you how I validated the usefulness of this wisdom in a casino situation. I was using slots, TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos to play a Fortune 88 diamond machine. Uh, we've had a lot of success with those machines. They're a little pricey. The bets range from 88 cents to $8.88. And a lot of times we'll find machines with a 50 to 250 or a 50 to $5 range. So these are a little pricey, but they provide many, many ways to trigger a bonus or a jackpot and lots of small payouts, even when those things don't happen. So these machines often work for us. We're, we're looking for them. We tend to know where they are in the casinos that we go to regularly. It, it, it's been a useful tool. I put in $100 to get started and quickly found myself having only about $20 left in the machine. Things did not go very well. I was facing the possibility of needing to add more money to continue the strategy, and that really isn't my favorite thing to do. But gradually, I hit a few small payouts and my balance crept back up around $60, $65, $70. Slowly, things drifted back down again to around that $20 mark. And faced with maybe needing to add more money, add another $100, and kind of now getting impatient because I was headed out of the casino with basically a break-even day at the time, I was thinking that if I needed to put another 100 that maybe I was just going to leave. I was just going to take the negative, I was not, not going to play through to the end, not going to play through to a negative exit, not going to write it out, I was just going to take the loss and leave. 
And then I thought, well, if you're going to do that, if you're not going to play the strategy all the way to the end, if you're just going to take a loss without actually finding out if you're going to lose or win, then why lose the other 20? Why not just leave? And that's going in my head, and I'm thinking that, and that's when it hit me. That's when I realized that I was trying to wish myself out of a situation, willing to take a loss that I might or might not need to take. I wasn't trusting my preparation. I wasn't trusting my plan. I had a plan for playing that machine. It's the same plan I always have. I had a bankroll appropriate to play that machine. It's not like I didn't have my bankroll intact. It's not like I didn't have the money to put in to keep playing to plan. I really just needed to trust all that and play through. So I didn't pull the $20-ish, whatever it was, out and leave. I kept spinning. And my balance in the machine worked its way back up again. And then just as quickly, it went back down again. With about $15 left of my first $100, I made the first of my last four spins. These are going to be $8.88 spins. And I knew that when I made that spin, that if it didn't pay out, I was going to need to add money to make the next three spins in the strategy. And I knew that, and I was okay with that because I thought through it using the, the this casino wisdom. And, and, you know, the most amazing things happen when you trust your plan. That first spin at $8.88 with about $15 in the machine... I hit the right three symbols to start a bonus round of free spins at the highest level of payout because the payout is proportional to the wager. So everything is paying out 10 times better than it would have paid if this was an 88 cent spin. Those free, those free spins eventually created a profit that allowed me to leave the machine at a positive exit point. I left the machine with more than the $100 I started with. I reached my positive exit point because I trusted my preparation and my plan and stuck with it. I want to mention one last situation in which I think this wisdom applies. And that's a negative exit from a table game. That situation where you've lost seven of your original 10 units and the plan and preparation calls for a negative exit. An exit with a loss. Taking your notebook or your cell phone or whatever you do to keep yourself accountable and entering that you lost money. It's not fun. It's not what any of us want to do. And it can be tempting in this situation to try to wish yourself out of the loss by going off plan and betting some or all of those last few units that you have available. I would suggest that this wisdom applies in that situation as well. Trust your plan. Trust your preparation. Push back from the table, walk away, and then decide where and how you want to re-engage and get back into gambling. And if that's not today, that's fine too. That's another wisdom all in and of itself. There you go. Casino wisdom number 82. As provided by a member of the 82nd Airborne Infantry, Keeper of Wisdom. All right, I'm going to do the travel segment next, so let's get that started. We started the Casino Combat Week on Sunday morning, continuing our visit at the Caesars Entertainment property five and a half hours south and west of our home. The same one where we spent 4th of July a year prior. They comped us the second night uh, of our hotel stay, and in the morning I had a gift offer that was advertised as a folding chair. The kind you might take to a soccer game or a baseball game or on a camping trip, something like that. Small little foldable metal and, and nylon chair. And when I went to claim my gift, the person at the desk said that they actually had a choice for me today. I was given the choice of the chair, as advertised, a small toolkit, or a handbag. The handbag looked like the most valuable item being offered, 
and we didn't need the chair or the toolkit, so that's the gift that I, I, I told them I would take. We were really pleasantly surprised when we inspected the handbag back in the hotel room and found that the suggested retail price on the barcode was over $100, much more than either of the other two items, and it's a bag that Mrs. TRG thinks she will actually use and enjoy, so that's a bonus on top of everything else. It's something that she actually thought was nice that she would use. From a gambling point of view, the rest of the trip was a mixed bag. We had four winning blackjack tables and five losing ones, but two of the losing ones were less than one unit loss. Situations where we didn't get a large enough win to lock it in, and then lost quickly and left with most of the win stack in place, or all of the win stack in place, and just a little of the play stack left. So they were losses, but they were losses after some winning, and, and they really weren't statistically significant. Well, that's a word, right? We had only one winning and four losing slot machine plays, not a good visit at all for slots, and they also comped us breakfast on the way out the door on our final morning as we were leaving. When we returned home, I made two visits to my local casino. I received various free bets and free slot plays, including the infamous $3 in free slot play that this casino loves to give out as if it matters to anyone. I can't imagine anyone going, oh yay, $3 of free slot play. I already shared the most interesting slot machine play I had during those visits as part of the first Casino Wisdom segment. I say to open almost every episode in the disclaimer that events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. I'm going to honor that and not bother with any of the rest of the details of these visits. I didn't win or lose more than one unit total by the time I left either day. The very definitions of items unrelated to outcomes being omitted. We finished the week having won just a little cash and having spent just a little more than we won. Basically, we had a fun week that didn't really matter in terms of money won or money lost. And I guess in some ways, that's the very definition of a casino lifestyle, right? You get to the end and you won just a little and you spent just a little and you did all this stuff. That, that works. At least that works for me. I'm getting ready to start a busy week. To finish up the month, a week that includes a single overnight trip for me and then a long weekend to finish July and start August in Atlantic City. We're in great shape in terms of the value of comps and gifts we've received. We have a casino profit going on going into the last week of the month with some more, air quotes, free stuff coming our way. A good bit more, actually. Some show tickets. I'll tell you all about that when we get back. We're going to start that final week with just a small cash loss on gambling of less than a day's pay. Something that could easily be reversed at a single blackjack table very quickly. Next week's results segment in the virtual VIP lounge should be interesting. In fact, I'm looking forward to seeing how life plays out with all the gambling that we're going to be doing in, in the coming week. The month should go and could go either way. Next on our plan for the episode is a second and very different moment of Casino Wisdom. For our second moment of Casino Wisdom today, I wanted to revisit Casino Wisdom number 63, Plan Around Your Promotions. My promotion offers have really picked up recently, and as a result of the increase in offers, a co in combination with the need to plan an official summer vacation slash anniversary trip, I've been using this wisdom in a variety of ways, including one way that I used for years um, all the way up to the pandemic, and I'm just not needed to use this technique during the initial part of the podcast, so I haven't really mentioned it or discussed it. So let's talk through some of these examples 
of me applying Casino Wisdom number 63, plan around your promotions. My first example of planning around your promotion involves my local casino, and it's really kind of planning to plan. I received two offers this month that I couldn't really evaluate based on the information provided by the email or uh, the paper mail, by the cardboard that came to the house to tell me about the promotion, and I couldn't get more details in the app. And one of those two things was a gift giveaway option for Sundays and Mondays that members of the family thought were gifts that we would put to good use. But it wasn't clear from what I was sent if these gifts were going to be given automatically to me or if they were gifts I was going to need to do a bunch of gambling and get a bunch of tier credits to earn. If I was going to receive these gifts automatically, I needed to plan my Sundays and, and or Mondays to pick up as many of the gifts as possible. The second interesting offer from the same casino was a gift card giveaway for a local grocery store on Thursdays each week. I used to get these all the time, and they were large enough that it made sense if I was going to go Thursday or, or Tuesday to go Thursday to, to get the gift card. But I'd been demoted out of that offer for months and months and months, and suddenly it was back on my mailer. They were telling me about it again. And they didn't tell me how much the dollar amount of the gift card was, just that I was going to receive one. Now, obviously, if this is $100, $200, $300, it's a must-do. And if it's some smaller amount, it's maybe not a must-do. So one, or potentially both offers, could have been, might be, needed to know if it was something I needed to include in my plan for the entire month of July. But I had no way of knowing based on the information available. So as a result, I used Casino Wisdom number 63, as I said, to kind of plan on planning around my promotions. During the first week of July, I made a visit on Sunday and found out the Sunday-Monday gift was something I would have to earn, and at a tier level that... I was not going to be something I wanted to do. I made, uh, made a decision at that point that if it wasn't automatic, I was just not, not going to worry about it. So my plan was to not plan on gambling locally on Sundays or Mondays the rest of the month. Those gifts were off the table, so those days were off the table in terms of attending the casino. I had other things to do other places. I also made a visit the first Thursday of the month to find out the amount of the gift card that I would receive every Thursday if, if I was in the casino. And it was only $5. So again, not something worth planning around. Something that if I was driving by the casino on a Thursday and had time, I would stop and get. But literally, look, I need to be within one or two stoplights for some other reason, some other part of my life, to even make it worth my time. I'm not driving 30 minutes, parking my car, walking through the casino, going to the place, handing over my ID and my card to have them hand me $5. I just, not worth my time. So that was my first use of this casino wisdom for the month. Finding out details early in the month allowed me to plan on not worrying about these promotions for the rest of the month. My next somewhat extreme use of this casino wisdom came during the planning of a summer vacation. And some of you out there might be thinking, didn't you take a lot of vacations already this summer? You were just in Atlantic City. Then you were at another Caesars property for a long weekend. Those seem like vacations. That is a fair point. One that when I had been married less often, I might have tried to make. But no, from Mrs. TRG's point of view, those were not vacations. Those were weekends or long weekends. Those do not count in the world of Mrs. TRG. Vacations need to be a bit longer. And they need to involve more stuff. They need to involve, not physical stuff, but they need to involve doing more things. Like going to shows or something like that. And if I'm being candid and transparent, which I always try to be, even as recently as a few years ago, we didn't have the time or the resources for all these trips. 
We were still supporting our children back then, so we would try to get away somewhere, off in Las Vegas, to celebrate our anniversary at the end of the summer before Mrs. TRG gets busy with teaching school again. To plan this year's trip, I started looking at my offers from My Choice, Caesars Entertainment, and M Life, both in Atlantic City and in Las Vegas. And I was also looking at my Bally's offers in Atlantic City. We are realizing that while it is a long drive to Atlantic City, now that we've done it once, it actually takes less time than flying to Las Vegas unless we can find a non-stop flight. And then it's close. And if we drive, we don't have to deal with changing time zones on the way back. Changing, you know, we're East Coast time. Changing time zones on the way out is great. It's three hours earlier than when you than, than when you started in some cases. But on the way back, it just adds three hours and it just makes the whole thing take you know, an entire day. So to apply this casino wisdom with all this information in front of me, I actually ended up making a spreadsheet of the various offers to kind of sort things out and put a dollar value on things. And I guess pro tip here, I was putting a dollar value on two things. I was putting a dollar value on what things were going to cost. And I was putting a dollar value on what we were going to get to kind of balance those two things. Because that's a very casino combat way to look at how you're going to do something. A very casino combat way to plan around your promotions. Both what's going to come out of your pocket, other than gambling, and what's going to come into your world not related to gambling. The Caesars brand would have given us plenty of free nights at most of their properties in Las Vegas with no resort fees. And we could have stayed a couple of nights for free with just resort fees at a couple of MGM properties at well to mix things up. The hotel portion of a Las Vegas trip was easily handled. But the other stuff we would receive in Las Vegas was rather minimal. A small dining credit or small free bets. And add in the fact that round trip airfare was significantly more expensive than driving to Atlantic City. And add in the fact that we just had a great trip to Las Vegas for spring break. A trip to AC, a trip to Atlantic City was, was kind of the easy, obvious choice. It certainly was in the running. It was certainly a point. It wasn't so obvious what we should do that I didn't want to have a conversation with my wife about it. Our AC offers were really very, very interesting and compelling. Bally's was offering us three nights any day of the week that we wanted, as well as multiple gifts and free play, not gifts or free play, gifts and free play offers on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Things like Pick a gift or spendable points, basically free money, as long as you spend them on stuff in the casino. And you also get a decent sized free bet. So your choice, gift or points to spend. And oh, by the way, here's some free money to bet as well. And then tomorrow, the next day, we'll give you another similar but different offer for a different combination of stuff, free money to spend, and free money to gamble. And some other combination. The or goes a different place, but there's also an and. We also had an offer for free show tickets at Bally's on Saturday night and an annual rewards dinner benefit valued at $100 at any of the restaurants at the property. We also had free bet and free play offers at Caesars right next door for the same weekend. So it's going to be easy to double up when we get there. At some point each day, we got to wander over to Caesars and they'll give us some more freebies. We had free rooms at Tropicana Sunday through Thursday, as well as a 35% discount on tickets to see Legends in Concert. We also have a $100 celebration dinner from Caesars Entertainment that we need to use because as soon as we use it, it's actually last year's dinner. As soon as we use it, they're going to give us another one for this year. When my spreadsheet was complete, it was clear that planning our vacation around our promotions meant going to Atlantic City to celebrate our anniversary, and Mrs. TRG agreed. We're headed that way next weekend, 
I'm looking forward to all the free stuff and the discounted stuff. Two different results, two different resorts on two ends of the boardwalk, free rooms, free meals, free gifts, free money to spend, free money to gamble with, exactly what I've always said you can receive and enjoy if you are good at this side hustle. If you are good at casino gambling, these are the kind of benefits that it's very, very easy to get with relatively modest levels of gambling. The final way that I wanted to discuss Casino Wisdom number 64 today is something that I used to do all the time. It was a regular part of my process, but I've not needed to do it for the past year. If you've been listening for a while, you may recall that in June, I managed to earn enough tier credits playing craps with bonuses at my local casino to reach their third tier. As a result, at their full-service casino and at their slot parlor in town, I now get a decent gift once each month when they do an appreciation day for Tier 3 players. Also, I now qualify starting in August for the free gift at my local casino. These are things I don't want to miss and can easily accommodate most of the time in my weekly schedule. Not always, but usually. So I'm not planning trips around these promotions exactly. I'm planning more like my work schedule. I'm just planning my week around these promotions to include stops along the way to other things that I need to do. And that's great. It's not like it's hard planning, but it can be a lot to remember. I'm going to go see this client. Oh, wait, next week I got to see this client and this client. Oh, wait, I got to do this promotion and this promotion. So years ago, I automated all of this. In my phone, in the calendar app, I created a new calendar called Casino. When I get something in the mail from a casino, I look over it, and anything I want to make sure I get or do, especially anything local, I add it into that calendar. And I set it to notify me, give me a reminder two days in advance, and then to remind me again the day of the event. If there is something further away that I feel I can't miss, I add that item as well and I make the appropriate reservations or travel plans when I do that. In the end, I have the ability to look at my promotions across a variety of brands, not in a variety of apps or a variety of websites, but the promotions that are important to me, the one I've planned to do, are all available a month at a time. And I benefit from things I've already earned that I just have to pick up. Inevitably, I'll also have free bets or free slot play or both when I pick up those items. So I'm going to get other benefits as well. I'm just planning around my promotions and matching things up so that I take as much, as much advantage of my relationship with these casinos as I can. When your opportunities for comps start to exceed your ability to remember what, where, and on which day, a calendar and reminders specifically for casino events is a great way to plan around your promotions. All right, all right, we are on track. Two moments of casino wisdom, separated by a travel update. I stuck to the plan. The Virtual VIP Lounge is our next segment, and I'm saying that, and I'm realizing that I told you I was going to do the segment, and we always do the segment, and I told you what my sips were going to be, but I didn't actually plan a story for this week, so here goes. Let's see, uh, let's see what we get. A little bit of the bubbly. Our lounge is... Open, I am coming to you pre-recorded from the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge. All the best, virtual everything, virtually all the time. Pour yourself something, join me if you can for a sip while I share what I consider a fun story. A story that often finds itself into conversations with friends old and new if I'm sitting at a VIP lounge bar. As I said, busy week, busy life, in a great way. 
when I'm at the end of my day as I'm sitting in front of this microphone and I'm going to pour a double round of crown to enjoy with this very true story. Let me give you a quick bit of background first so we're all on the same page just to put this story in context. It's fairly common around blackjack and baccarat tables for players to yell monkey when they need or want a 10 value card to be dealt next. I've been given a variety of reasons for this over the years when I've asked about it, seen different things online. I've been told it's a corruption of the word monarchy, the English word monarchy, since the 10 value cards are mostly kings, queens, and jacks. They're supposed to represent royalty. So monkey is a, a, a mangling of the word monarchy, monkey. I've also been told that in one of the Asian languages, mon k is a word that means 10, and it gets shortened to something that sounds like monkey to those of us who speak English as, as opposed to other languages. I found references to both versions of this online over the years, but the predominant one, the one I find more often, the explanation I see more often, is that it's the word monarchy just shortened and converted. That seems to be the most common thing when I look for a reason for this. So now that we're on the same page with regards to yelling monkey at a blackjack or a baccarat table, here's the story. Years ago, I was a re weekly regular at Casino One. I would go down, I would have a whole bunch of free play on Wednesday. That expired at 6 a.m. Thursday morning. And then Thursday, I'd have the same free play again. And I always had a room for free and I always had a food comp. And so uh, most of the time, I'd work my way that direction and then stop at Casino One which is about two hours east of my house. And, and I'd spend the night and I'd play blackjack. And so one of these trips, I'm playing blackjack in the high limit room with a young man and a woman I assumed was his mother or his grandmother. He spoke English and she did not. At least she didn't speak English to me or in my presence. And we'd all been playing for a while, all three of us. And they would both yell monkey when they needed a 10 value card. So as we played, when I needed a 10 value card, I would yell Donkey Kong. And this happened several times, multiple times, and, and at a break in the game, while the cards were being shuffled, the older woman spoke to the young man for several minutes, after which he turned to me and said, excuse me, she wants to know why you keep saying Donkey Kong. I didn't miss a beat. I had this answer ready. I was hoping that someone would ask. And I replied, quite simply, because Donkey Kong is a big monkey. He laughed. He explained things to her. She laughed for the rest of our session. We had a great time with all of us yelling for Donkey Kong when we needed a 10 value card. Uh, sadly, just like fetch didn't happen, I couldn't make Donkey Kong a thing either. I, I heard it a few times at Casino One after that. I tried to keep it going by doing it myself. I have not heard anyone anywhere use it in a very, very long time. Hey, maybe as a squad, we can revive it. And, uh, and, and get it going. Maybe if we all start saying Donkey Kong, it'll become a movement. Who knows? Anyway, if you're playing the casino chip game, there are nine in this episode. No, actually, there are ten. I'll correct the notes. There are ten in this episode since I added the fetch thing kind of while doing that story on the fly. Ten casino chips in this episode. Please, please, please. Tip your waitresses. Tip your dealers. Tip your bartenders. Don't tip away your wins. I haven't mentioned in a while, but... Don't forget, you can tip your casino coach. Go to anchor.fm slash casino combat. There is a, a donate button, a support button. I think both. They're there. If you have a particularly big win, if you think I was helpful with that, I'm always appreciative. I, I'd be happy to have, have, uh, have a tip if you want to send one my way. 
I've spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it. Hate it. It don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone.